I feel like I'm at my most mental health wise. I'm at my most well, like healthiest, uh, mental healthiest (laughs) when I'm outside and like out of the city and just spending more time outside. But part of it, I think, is also escapism. You know, like everybody wants to just like burn down their life and leave it all. Comedian, producer, and member of sketch comedy troupe Hunks, Dana Smith shoots on the rural municipality of Cartier. What's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. With me, Ronald George Moore. You are my girlfriend, the one I adore. Let's go out for some dinner, then hit the floor. Bought you some chocolate and a roses bouquet. Happy Valentine's Day. But the rest of the year, you drink all my beer and you're screaming at me like I'm deaf in one ear. Whatever I do is just not enough. When I'm not around, you sell all my stuff. You don't do a thing, you call me a slob. You're always around because you can't hold a job if you're wondering why I'm never at home. Quality time is being alone. And then what I would do is I would kick off the volunteer who agreed to be my girlfriend, who I'm singing to on stage, uh, saying it's over, and that I found a new man, and I invite a dude up, and I sing the chorus to him, and uh, don't even get to a second verse, I automatically uh, get frustrated with whatever I can think of, you know, what he's wearing or whatnot, and eventually kick him off, and then there was a third part of this song, which I cannot... Maybe it goes into group sex, <laughs> or I just I, I break up with everybody. But for whatever reason, it uh, it didn't stand uh, the test of comedy time because <laughs> I would do it um, on stages around Valentine's Day, and then uh, just haven't done it in a long in a long time. I would guess around two thousand three is when uh, I first did it. I don't even know. I guess this will be the last time it's it's out there. But um, welcome to the show, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. And um, I hope you're having a great, a great Valentine's Day with your loved one or ones. On today's episode, Dana Smith. Yes, the Dana Smith. You've seen her in hunks, sketch, comedy, shenanigans. You've heard her on the Hunks podcast. You have seen her do stand-up all over the city, as well as her own show. She produces a show, Women's Open Mic Comedy, once a month. Next show, March 1st, We Johnnies, hosted by Dana Smith. Check that out. Before we get into that, I'd like to talk about I'd like to talk about somebody else. And it's a name that has popped up time and time and time again on the show, talking with other uh, comedians from Manitoba. His name is John B. Duff. And the reason um, I'm talking about him now is he could use your help if you're able to donate to his GoFundMe page. Now, here's what happened. Uh, Years ago, John battled uh, cancer, and he he won victorious, yes, but unfortunately, uh, complications from the treatment have now left him unable to walk and uh, not have use in in his left or right hand, something like that. Basically, he has brain lesions, which uh, have affected him physically, and uh, he has to spend a lengthy time in the hospital and uh, needs a way to pay some bills. So if you can, if you're able to, please donate to his uh, his cause here. Uh, he has a friend who started a GoFundMe page. And uh, they're more than halfway to their goal. So if you could help him out, that would be awesome. So uh, John B. Duff's Body Hates Him is the name of the GoFundMe. And... He, he's just, he's such a great guy. And as I said, 
if it wasn't for him, a lot of uh, stand-up comedians in the city wouldn't have had a stage to perform. You know, he crafted a community of people at the Cavern and before that, the King's Head. Dana and I talk about it a little bit. Um, but please uh, help him out. He, he, could, uh, he could really use um, your money, your donations. And uh, hopefully he'll have a, 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 a fast recovery in there so he can get back out and do what he loves best, which is being on stage, traveling to other stages, meet, meeting other comedians, and um, just laughing his ass off. So, um, yeah, John B. Duff, help him out. Okay, so now, why don't you subscribe to the show? <laughs> subscribe subscribe have you not subscribed go to facebook we're on facebook eh, i don't update that often to be honest but i try you know i i never i never have i don't want to show you pictures of food or cats or kids or anything like that occasionally i'll throw something up there go to twitter the mental money shot podcast is on there we are on itunes and if you rate or give me um a good uh, comment I would read it. I would th say thank you. And if you have already, thank you. See, I'm saying it. And uh, what else? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> We're on. We got a YouTube channel. Holy shit. I update it once in a while. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, check. Oh, please subscribe to all this stuff that I rarely pay any attention to. But definitely the show. We're on Stitcher. Um, we're on uh, iTunes. So please check us out and subscribe and like and all that. Yeah, I know it's been a long time coming, too. Kind of took January off because of the fucking weather being, like, brutal. Minus 30 frostbite situations do not allow guests to come over to Crap Central <laughs> for interviews. And also, um, the heating is Crap Central here. So it's freezing, you know. you you walking around with a coat. You're walking around with layers just to keep, I didn't want to, I didn't want to subject my interviews to <laughs> that type of thing. But now that the weather's warming up, we're going to have uh, a lot of future wicked uh, interviews and guests. So stay warm, people. Bye. <laughs>central thanks for coming thanks no, for coming thank to, the, to the show dana smith so we're going to talk about you and we're going to talk about your beginnings okay and we're going to talk about uh the the present okay yeah yeah still <laughs> we'll the beginning talk yeah. about the future <laughs> we'll go back to the beginning okay okay um where were you born um, I was born in, well, at the Grace Hospital, but um, my but I grew up in um, Cartier, Manitoba, which is like a little small town just outside. Well, it's like near St. Saint, Saint Fra Saint Francis Xavier, and I would go to school in St. Eustache because it was a little French town, little immersion school. My parents still live there in Cartier, um, and it is from here about 45 minutes, so it's got to be yeah, an hour and a half probably, uh, right. St. Eustache, or like an hour, yeah, an hour and 20 or something like that so Cartier itself isn't a, isn't a French place but Saint Eustache is and uh so that's where we learned to speak French at a young age actually recently mm. I didn't uh, I just did um, my first stand-up set in French which I'm very proud about wow it was so much fun it was like so because was French, it easy peasy well no it I went through a lot of stages um no, like doing the show, yes, I loved it. It was fantastic. They, yeah. they French people just are so grateful to have anyone speaking Speak their language, their language <laughs> and 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 performing for them. You know what I mean? Like, because right. they so get so rarely any stand-up comedian speaking French that they were just so happy to have right. someone. Um, but Cartier is not a French community. Well, I don't even think so. It's like, honestly, it's just like a neighborhood outside of Winnipeg. It's like a municipality. There's the only thing that we have there is mailboxes. Like, there's nothing. Right. It's like a, yeah, it's a mail. It, yeah, I see. It's, it's a municipality. Yeah, it's a municipality. So it's like kind of close to like a bunch of Hutterite farms and... Eli. Um, yeah, Eli. I went to school in Eli as well. Wow. Plap. That is cool. <laughs>
Were you, was this like a farm? Were you grew up on a farm or like what? Um, a lot of the city, my city friends thought so when I was in high school in the city, but no, it's like, we just have like a large yard mm-hmm. and my dad like. So there's has no farming bees. involved. His you just bees? had a lot no, of land. No, just lo- Well, and like not even that big. Like, I don't even think we had a full acre or anything like that, but it's just like mm. my parents liked their space. And I think it was also like cheaper to live out there, like to buy a house out there. Yeah. But you know what? I get it. I'm in the I'm in the boat where I'm like, uh, I I have two very different and very um, uh, contrasting dreams. Where I want to be a stand up comedian mm-hmm. in a big city and be successful and like be able to afford to live just off of comedy or yeah, or comedy related anywhere, things. Yeah. Comedy related things. Not even that. Like a modest income would be nice. Right. A modest income is celebrity status in Winnipeg. I mean, in Canada, (laughs) truthfully. Right. Like, if you can afford to pay your bills, great. Um, But then also, I have this dream of, like, uh, quitting everything, moving out into a cabin in, like, the White Shell or... Or... uh, The White Shell would be actually really nice, Mm -hmm. like, around Kenora or something like that. Maybe, obviously, somewhere cheaper. But just... And living out there um, without without any contact with the city. So I, right. I just, or like having a hobby farm or something. That, would that be because perhaps you, you like miss that from your childhood of having that yeah, you know, but open I think space? It's also like, and, oh, totally. Totally. I loved the open space. I mean, I was of course bored with it as a kid, but I love, I love it now. Uh, what kind of things did you occupy your time with? Like, did you have like BFFs? <laughs> oh yeah. We had, I had like, um, th- the neighbors across the, forest (laughs) the neighbors across like there was like this strip of trees or this like grouping of trees in between our house so we kind of created this path that we then called burwood trail um that and then we would i would we would cross each it was me and uh megan and lauren mcgregor who built in built in friends next door built in friends one was the same age as me the other was like barely a year younger and uh we would hang out like every day all the time and they were real they were real weirdos and i think that they really shaped a lot of my uh a lot of my humor and personality what kind of what kind oh, of stuff we, would they we did do? a lot of like imagination games where oh, really? we would okay. just pretend to be dogs or pretend to be <laughs> for an hour oh for <laughs> an hour are you kidding me all freaking day you know or we then we would switch to being like a koala or something like just being weirdos and yeah. um uh more like more than I don't know whatever you kind of feed off each other in yeah. your creativity yeah and like okay for instance for instance in this like grouping of trees this like kind of I would say it's like a half forest um between our houses we also made a fort yeah but it was like a a a town that we made that we where we would have little clearings and like okay here's the general store and okay here's megan's house and then here's lauren in my house was there actual like cardboard or it's just okay this section of the forest is the store because there was like there was a clearing in the down the middle right where because i think that people used to like atv down the middle and Mm -hmm. so like that was the main road and then there was like little naturally made or like maybe we stomped down some trees and stuff like that little clearing so it was okay we had the general store there we had um, the first stop in was mine and Lauren's house in quotations. Yeah. Um, and it was super cool. We, like we would just like find things and, and turn like uh, make like shelves and stuff like that. But here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the part where we were just like where out just like really out, out of left field. We called it the crane residence. We had like a little sign that we'd made out of this like broken <laughs> piece of wood. We right. wrote on it the crane residence. Yeah. While we were in this forest, we pretended we were <laughs> Fraser and Niles Crane from Fraser. <laughs> but not just that, but pigs. We were pig versions of, of Fraser Niles and Niles yeah. Crane. Okay. I don't I don't get it. I don't get odd. it either. Yeah. But it was so fun. <laughs> uh, what about we loved Fraser. <laughs> did you have Ra- Ross? No, Ross's friends. So, oh, Ross, Ross. Ross no, no, right. no, 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 no. We were both just Fraser and Niles. <laughs> were you the rich? Cranes. Like the cranes. Or sometimes we would be Marty too. Oh yeah, we were rich. Oh, oh like you would, must did, believe oh, we were rich pigs. <laughs> did the Fraser pig have a radio show? <laughs> 
We never, I'm just we never got into that. We show. never got into that. It was not very close to the show. We basically took these characters and put them into this forest. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That is, uh, is it? We were. I was not a cool kid. <laughs> well, I'm just surprised you're watching Frasier at that age too. That's oh, not. I watched no. Frasier religiously. It's it's smart, of course, and yeah. very well written jokes. Mm-hmm. But it's such good physical comedy too that a kid can enjoy it just as easily as an adult. And, like, they, they just got into these crazy, wild situations. Like, <laughs> Frasier is such a great show. Yeah. I got a hankering for some, for some Frasier yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned ATVs. Were you, were you doing, like, snowmobiling, too? And, and uh, No, my, like family, my family never really got into that kind of stuff. Like, we, certainly some we had neighbors with, with snowmobiles, and, and, like, I was able to... I, I think I rode it a couple times, maybe, mm-hmm. in my childhood. But my family was more about, like cross-country skiing we were ski fairies as opposed to motorheads right <laughs> so we would go cross-country skiing as a family as a family we'd go on school trips oh we God. went on like like not not like huge trips but like um we would go to like james lake cabin um which is in turtle mountain area so it's about like two three hours away yeah. and near near the u.s border um and uh like i yeah, anyways, we would we it's a ski in cabin where you would ski and I you would ski in like I don't know, maybe like eight kilometers. Um mm-hmm. so not far, but as and a it's kid it's all cross country? All cross country. <sighs> but as a kid and you would bring in all of your stuff because there's no electricity in this cabin. It's very, very bare bones. There's just like some there's like a wood fired stove, a table, some chairs and and or like a bench rather than chairs and mm-hmm. uh, like some bunk beds and stuff. Right. Um and you gotta build a fire. You gotta thing. build a fire and but it was so funny because we went we used to go as a kid, uh when I was a kid, and then we stopped going probably when I was about Twelve or something like that, and um, and then we just hadn't been in such a long like we just got too busy. Yeah. Um, and Tim and I, my husband and I, went back. Oh, speaking with of which, Tim Gray, Tim Gray, husband, friend of the show, <laughs> husband of yours. Yes. yes. Um, he and I, and my childhood friend who I've remained very very close with, um, and her partner, we all skied out again just like two years ago after you know, 20 years of not going, for sure, yeah. of not being there. And I was preparing Tim for the worst because he's not an experienced skier. And <laughs> okay. I was like, Tim, this is going to be grueling. It's okay. I'll take all of the packs. Like, don't worry. I just want you to make it. We can take breaks. Don't worry about mm. it. <laughs> and then we skied in there and it was like literally like an hour of skiing. And I was like, oh, wow. It seemed a lot harder as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was easier now. Oh, it was so easy now. Tim did okay? Oh, he did great. Yeah, it was so easy. Because I was also, like, warning him and, like, putting it on, laying it on pretty thick that it was going to be really (laughs) hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think it's just, as a kid, I didn't like skiing that Mm -hmm. much, but now I love it. (laughs) Okay, so you were playing with your friends. Uh, Are you watching TV? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you did. I mean, you had Frasier on. So, my family, like, I'm the third born, Mm -hmm. and so my mom actually just said, like, a few weeks ago, she was like, talking about how my sister has two kids and I was like, do you think you'll have a third? And she's like, I don't think I have the energy for a third. And my mom's like, trust me, Nikki, the third one is like a plug and play. You just like, (laughs) you can just ignore it. (laughs) You know, you just ignore it. Like with you, with Dana, we would just, she figured out like at the age of three, how to change the VCR, like how to plug in the VCR. Cause you would have to you know how with old TVs you would have to, you know, screw in like these all these different cables and knobs yeah. to make to change it from the TV TV because we only had like four channels the oh, TV yeah. to the VCR. VCR. And yeah. I learned how to do that at like three and a half because guess what you you just you do what you have to do because no one's hanging out, <laughs> no, no one's one, no one's watching over you. Right, but <laughs> I thought that's what uh, older brothers and sisters did. They looked after you, made sure. No, not so much. I mean, not that I, I don't have memories of that. I have memories of me watching a lot of movies. And mm-hmm. I think that's where... A lot where of VHS. A lot of VHS. A lot of Mighty Ducks. Yeah. A lot of it's t- It Takes Two. You're renting of, them at a convenience store? Oh, we you? actually owned them. 
We owned a lot of movies. Really? That was one thing that my parents... My parents were very frugal, but they would let us buy movies. Um, cool. So I remember having like like 30 VHS at least. At mm-hmm. least. Probably right. Probably more. But like a lot of, yeah, um, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. So funny. So good. Mm-hmm. Pretty much exclusively comedies. Now I watch more like murder murder stuff. But uh, <laughs> right. but it was exclusively comedy. A lot of actually um, Austin Powers and Night at the Roxbury. That was like gr- going into like great. I mean, uh, 11, 12 Would or you so. say you were a fan of SNL? And that kind of threw you in there Ooh. as well? Like uh, were you able would- to stay up late and watch SNL? Um, we didn't get SNL uh, until I was about... Until I was about, or maybe either we didn't get it or I wasn't allowed to watch it. Like, wasn't staying up late enough to watch it. Yeah. Until I was about, like, 12 or 13. And then, mainly what we did, I didn't even watch SNL. We would get, we got these DVDs of the best of Will Ferrell on SNL. And oh, the best yeah. of Adam Sandler or something like mm-hmm. that. But what I, I had the Will Ferrell DVD memorized. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Did you ever see it? I never saw the best of Will Ferrell. I feel like I've watched every episode with Will Ferrell. It's terrific. From the moment he came out with his debut, Get Off the Shed, that, that's got to be oh on there. Oh, my gosh. Get yes. Off the Shed. I just remember that was the first sketch yes. of the season. That The first season he was on, the first sketch was him in this sketch about him yelling at his kids to get off the yes. shed. And it just, you know, escalates and gets more <laughs> more loud. And I was just like, this guy's going to go so This guy's funny. So you know what? In that... In that DVD, they have not necessarily the the shed sketch. Maybe they do, but um, but they have his audition, and he's auditioning with doing that sketch. Oh, he really? Brought, he wrote oh that sketch, and he brought that sketch. Wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. I know, isn't that? Oh, and it was so funny. <laughs> I will punch you in yeah. the face. <laughs> I will punch you in the mouth <laughs> if you do not get off that shed now. Get off the shed! Oh, yeah, that was great. I gotta check that out because Will Ferrell's just, you know, obviously terrific. Yeah, gangbusters, that yes. guy. You caught the comedy bug at an early age, or at least you enjoyed watching comedy. When did you start thinking you could perform comedy, or what? what well, pulled you know, you in? Uh, like it was. Um, I knew that I was a performer, and I knew that I liked comedy, but this sta- I was never into stand up. Like mm-hmm. never really. Never I, watched stand up. Didn't have any watched, favorite stand ups. No, nope, nothing. Like, wow. really, I was into sketch comedy. Um, sketch comedy and comedy movies. Yeah. Um, Kids in the Hall? No, my parents uh, <laughs> wouldn't let me watch Kids in the Hall. It's crazy. And I'm not, like, but I watched Monty Python. But um, not that that was even, like, a huge part of my childhood. But it was more yeah. so, like, the SNL stuff. And, like, right. just funny movies as a kid. Oh, a lot of Weird Al, too. Oh, yeah, Weird Al. A lot Al, of really? Weird Al. Yeah. And you know what's funny, though, is that I, I like... Weird Al introduced me to a lot of popular music because I was listening to him when I was like five or six because mm-hmm. he's he spans generations like kids and adults oh, yeah. love him. And so I would listen to him. And I didn't even realize that Bad was based on Michael Jackson. <laughs> really? I didn't know what? who Michael Jackson was. I knew who Weird you Al was. You didn't know who Michael Jackson no, was, okay, the keep, biggest keep pop mind, star. No, keep in mind that I'm five years old. So, like, okay. the only things that I've listened to are, like, kids' music, which, yeah. Weird Al, was kids' music. So, like, I would never listen to, you know, Michael Jackson or Nirvana, which which it was based on. Or until like, Weird Al did it. Until Weird Al did it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good way to be introduced to music, I think. You know, like, it, it is funny, like, oh, this song's good. And the good. parody versions. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, Coolio. Uh, uh, Amish Paradise. Yeah. I didn't know that the Gangster's Paradise was a... I mean, I kind of probably knew simultaneously actually that one but i was way more invested in the weird al version mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're watching a lot of sketch you're you you're liking the sketch comedy right and just comedy in general comedy. and i've just always been a performer because i'm the third i'm a i'm a third born you know i'm the youngest i'm the baby i've had to shout to be heard totally yeah um, yeah look at me look at me yeah exactly so, had to shout to be heard and lived out in the country so had to so you're kind of play, performing for your family Pl- performing for my family, for performing friends. with my friends. Like, we would all perform f- with each other. Mm-hmm. We would have, like, contests for um, who could make each other laugh. And contests for... Like, even... It didn't even have to be comedy-related. It was like, we would do... 
funny dance. Oh, well, I guess that's related. Uh, related. Funny dances. Yeah. Um, funny dances. Or rather, it was it was dance dance contests um, where our sisters would judge. But I found that I could win if I was funny. Mm-hmm. When did you step out onto a stage and performing for people you didn't know? The talent show. Yeah. We did a talent show thing. Friend friend of mine, Lara Coppola. In, this is in St. Eustache. We did... Did you ever see that thing you do with... The, the movie? Uh, yeah, the movie with yeah, the Beatles Tom Hanks thing. and um, Liv Tyler. I, th- uh, I think bits and pieces. But I don't you, know but if you're, I saw you're on the, the right track thing. where it's like they're this band... I think in the 60s. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. 60s. And they're making it bigger. I think the soundtrack was huge. It was huge. Yeah. So we did um, a lip syncing. Sl- lip syncing slash really singing with with microphones. But we... Um, to <laughs> So I'm calling it like it's like somewhere in between. Because we were singing. Um, we did have microphones. Mm-hmm. But we pl- played the guitar... But we had guitars, but we pretended pretended to yeah. play the guitars, and we both like wore matching outfits, and um, <laughs> it was the two of us, and she was scared shitless, and she was just like, st- like completely rooted on the spot, yeah. with, like just singing so loudly into the microphone, <laughs> like bug eyed right. and like not moving at all. And I was dancing around on the stage next to her, hamming it up. And you were very comfortable on stage. I was immediately, or at least like maybe, yeah, yeah, immediately fairly comfortable. And then, and then, um, came the Christmas pageant where I had like, where I had like the role with lines, you know, in yeah. grade six. And then, um, and Do then. Do you remember the role? I That's played, a- it was called the boss, the chief. Editor in chief of the newspaper. It was. I don't know. Were you the boss? I was boss. Nice. Yeah. Good role. Good role. Starting role. And then, and then, um, I just kind of took every opportunity I could. We did like, I did the musicals in high school. I wrote. I helped. We like we wrote a play in my grade seven year. It doesn't matter. But um, uh, did the musicals in high school. You wrote a play. Okay. Well, like, there was. I don't really remember what it was about, but I remember, I remember trying to make it funny. Um, and it was just like, like 10 of us or something. Right. And we all wrote it together. It was terrible. It was of course (laughs) dreadful. Um, so it it made it to stage bad reviews. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Everyone went there separate ways. (laughs) Uh, so that's amazing. So you're actually right from the young age, you're, you're, you're comfortable on stage. You're obviously very creative. You're writing, you're, you're involved in, in the plays. You know, what's crazy is that like, by the time I got into high school, because they were musicals and we had to, for the auditions, I was so unbelievably nervous for the singing auditions. I was just like not experienced at singing in front of people. I was mm-hmm. very, very scared of that. I did that like one talent show, but whatever, you know, like. Yeah. Um, and you had the music accompanying you. So yeah, and it was, mixed. it was, uh, it was, it wasn't a, a, a night where people were there to judge. Like it wasn't. It was. It was a talent show in grade five, and so and it was. Um, or no grade pressure gig. Low <laughs> pressure. We felt a lot of pressure, but like lower pressure than an audition. Yeah. Like first auditions were, I was very, very uncomfortable for. So, uh, uh, yeah, but I had a great time during the musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, really kind of solidified my nerd status in, you know, in high school. <laughs> right. For sure. Or not like nerd, but like. Certainly not cool. <laughs> well, the drama—I thought the drama kids were cool. Oh, really? Yeah, I always. There was, was like there was a healthy mix. I would say there was a healthy mix mm-hmm. in our musicals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you ever meet Yuri? Yuri? Yeah, well, yeah, I remember Yuri for sure. Yeah. Yeah, passed Yuri Kimura uh, passed away three? a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years. Um, she and I met doing high, our high school musical. No she was way. two years older than me, and um, she uh, she and I got along famously as like as like 
the less understood and and uh, and I just I like worshipped her. I loved her so much. Mm-hmm. We became fast friends. Wow. There, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. In a in a school where it wasn't super normal to cross cliques, you know, it was a fairly <clears throat> cliquey school. Right. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you didn't really cross over. You weren't doing art, sports. You weren't doing any sports. No sports. No sports at all. I played soccer. I like, of course, I played soccer. I, yeah. I did synchronized swimming and played soccer and played volleyball for a little bit. But like, my family are very sports oriented. So you, I would not call myself an athlete compared to them. You yeah. Know? You did synchronized swimming. Yeah. Was that in the part of a school thing, or was that no? That was that was like in as a that was extracurricular as like a. As like a ten-year-old, yeah, okay, at, just at like at Centennial Pool. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I've never heard of anyone taking some. Uh, I was pretty bad swimming. at it. I was pretty bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you reviewed the tapes and were like, yeah, I don't know. All right, so high school, you're still doing the, you're still on stage still in the, in the musical. You got over the, but it's only singing. it's only like the one time a year. Oh, I was certainly chorus. Mm. <laughs> I was certainly chorus. Okay. No, like, don't worry, <laughs> I did not get any of those rules. I I played Frau Schmidt, <laughs> Frau Schmidt in Sound of Music mm-hmm. because um, we wow. did like a. It's one of the children. No, Frau Schmidt was the housekeeper. Oh, <laughs> and non-singing role. Would but they out? really no. liked that I that I went in doing an Austrian accent. <laughs> oh, look at this! And it was Character like I work. used my dad. My dad was very very involved in my progress with the musicals. He was yeah. very he was very into it. He really wanted me to succeed. Right. And um, did you feel that as a, a generality growing up? Like they your parents are behind you one hundred percent. Whatever you want to do, like you know what I mean. You get that support from them. No. I would say that they wanted they they I would get their support with things that they understood and that they wanted, you okay. know? Yeah. Like my dad is is very musically inclined and my grand my 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 grandpa, his dad was super into musicals. Like right. huge into musicals. So we shared that. And so like I wouldn't say that they were they were super supportive of really and much that they didn't get. Right, okay. You know, I mean, they would certainly warm to it and then be supportive, you know? For sure. But right. uh, uh, in the outset, they'd, they'd kind of tell you tell you the cons and the pros, uh, but mostly the cons. <laughs> 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 like, for instance, they, well, they, they're both government agri- agriculture workers. Like, wow, they, okay. they were. They were just both government Aggies. Right. And um, my brother started his own business, and they were like, no, 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 don't do that. My sister became a lawyer. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. I went into the show, but certainly you shouldn't were, do that. Right. But now, you know, however many years in, um, they're, they've, they've, they've warmed to it, and they like it. Exactly. <laughs> they just don't get it. They're like, no, become a government worker, get a pension, have yeah. a life outside of work. For sure. That, that, that's where you pursue your passion. They're thinking about uh, the safety net, the future, and, I mean, and make sure I you're don't blame taken them. care of. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. Great, that's what yeah. parents do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what parents do. Mm-hmm. When did you start pursuing being on stage outside of high school? Uh, theater school. Um, you did? Okay. At the University of Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And uh, met some great friends there. And um, met Tim there. Actually, I met his sister first, who is in the same class as me. And we became fast friends. She and I, she's such a weirdo. She's awesome. Is she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's honestly funnier than anyone that I know. So then I met her and uh, met Tim. Didn't start dating Tim. We were both dating other people all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and then with some of my friends that, that I had met in university, we did um, a sketch comedy show for The Fringe uh, about seven years ago. And this would have been your first Fringe experience? No, I had done Fringe before. Oh. I did this... Oh, I did this horrible Shakespeare play where it was like, you know how everyone likes, tries to reimagine Shakespeare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Got to make it modern. Yeah. Got to make it. I think this plays really well. This. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to, but anyway, so we, I did this dreadful Shakespeare play, um, that, uh, that was like a three hander. Anyways, it was, it was like a different take on 
uh, Taming of the Shrew. Right. Where it was supposed okay. to be more feminist, but I really don't think it was, like, looking back on it. Like, mm. we were trying to make it more feminist, but really we just kind of, like, butchered it. Anyways. Um, something you auditioned for. and like, Yeah, something I auditioned for, got the role. And um, then the next year, um, I... Uh, the next year doing Fringe, I did Rogue Cop, which was um, a show that that where I first met Rory and Quinn, who are now members of my sketch group now, uh, Hunks. Right, Hunks. Um, where I first course. met them, and I auditioned for that as like the role of the ma- the the girl, whatever. I don't know what it was. It was just right. this this silly cop farce. Um, and it was very fun and very funny. And you got the role. Got the role in the play. In the That's play, awesome. Rogue did Cop. that one, Rogue Cop. Um, and and you obviously like working with these guys. Oh yeah, had a blast. Mm-hmm. Had an amazing Just summer. Just the three that of year. you, or there's a big, bigger. No, cast? it was a bigger cast. Okay. It was a bigger cast. Yeah. Melanie Dolling was in it. Oh yeah, cool. And um, Adam Hertig and uh, Seb Ball wrote it, and directed it and Rory was involved uh Levin Cheetah Cheater was in it mm-hmm. um oh and James Furby it was a, it was just a real fun romp for sure <laughs> but yeah. anyways and so I was like so then that was the year that I met Tim at Fringe or that I kind of like I had met him before but that I started dating him um I was very good friends with her in university, in theater school. Mm -hmm. Then she moved to Australia and went to school there for a couple years. And then I became friends with uh, these other uh, women who, uh, who the year after Tim and I started dating. Okay, I got it. We wrote this sketch, feminist sketch comedy show together for the Fringe called Lady Skits. Lady and skits. Lady skits. Okay. And uh, we were the Muff Stash Collective. <laughs> <laughs> so classic. Muff Stash. Like tw- 2012 or something like that. But um, we had a terrific summer. Like, it was sold out every night, and it was it was very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was kind of the start of sketch comedy. And then about, I don't know, like... Actually, a few months after that, I think I started doing stand-up. I would go to Cavern to Cavern on Sundays. But you know what? Here's the thing. Do you remember the Tuesdays at the Comedy Loser? Of course you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. I met John B. Duff, who started and produced those shows, hosted them. Yeah. I met him before I met Tim. I was actually talking to... Because I would go to these comedy nights, um, the Tuesdays. Yeah. The rotating weekly, theme. Weekly. Yeah. Every far week. before I was... Even, uh, even knew Tim. Get out. I, no, I did. I would go, I would go every week because, um, I loved the, I loved comedy and also because it was a great place to bring dates. It was a great <laughs> place to bring first dates because it's the King's Head. So they know where it is yeah. and it's like a good bar. No cover. No cover. Yeah, that's good. Um, it, or there was like, no, it was no cover, no mm-hmm. cover at all. It was like, you would have things to talk about, whether like you liked this one comedian, you didn't like this one comedian, the comedy would be about an hour and a half. Um, and then afterwards you could just, there was booze readily available. So that (laughs) makes things easier. And afterwards you could decide whether like, if you don't like their vibe or you didn't like what they were saying, you could be like, okay, well, comedy show's over. Have a great night. Yeah. Or you could stick around and have a few drinks afterwards. For sure. So yeah, yeah. it was like the perfect place for early dates. So I would bring a lot of my dates there. It was just like, it was very alternative. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, and it was like the beginning of the stand-up scene in Winnipeg of like, of like that alternative or amateur stand-up scene in Winnipeg. Yeah, right. So um, I was all over it. And then I kind of dropped out when it was like, or I stopped going as much when um, when school got super busy. But um, but so I, I, I felt like I still, I wasn't I wasn't super lost. Like I, I knew my way around the comedy scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little. It had changed immensely since I had been going at the King's Head. Because like, at that point that, that Tim and I started dating... It was really the cavern that was the hub. Before it was the the king's head, then it turned into the cavern. And um, so I was going to the cavern like weekly. Tim's telling me, oh, like I'm seeing these ding-dongs go up and I'm like, I'm so (laughs) much funnier than them. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
but um, but I'd never really had a ton of interest in stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so Tim had told me, been telling me for a, a year or so that I should do stand up. Um, that I that I that I would do great, and and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until Aisha Alpha. Um, a former Winnipegger. Yeah, who's now um, in LA. Who's now still now in doing LA. the stand up, hanging out oh, with yeah. the big wigs. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't until she told me, "Okay, you have to do it, though, because you have to." You're, she said to me, "You're funny, you're likable, uh, and uh, and you should, and I will book you." And so she basically, my first show was a booked show at the. Do you remember when it was? Um, uh, comedy at the times changed at the high and lonesome. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, and it was a booked gig on Thursdays. And, wow. um, so like mildly paid, but like still, still it takes a long time to build up to that. But she gave me, she booked me. So she was like to ensure that you actually do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to book you one. You, I'm going to book you for next month's show. So I had one month to write wow. five minutes. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean like it, the show, <laughs> that show one month later was canceled, but I did the next <laughs> month. I did the, I did the next one. So I had two months to write. Okay, okay, I, was I had two months to write, but it was a terrific, <laughs> terrific experience. It was really, well, and I mean, like, obviously I brought like 95% of the crowd was my friends and family. Yeah, so like, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice tight small venue as mm-hmm. it is, right? So that must have been Beautiful nice. comedy venue. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it paid. was great. Get some scratch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not even, this is, not, there's no hunks at this point, right? No. This, you're, just, you're just doing the stand-up. Just doing the stand-up. And uh, you're dating Tim. Were you well, involved, oh, just sorry, were you involved in the, um, the week thus far? Yes. Hunks rose from the ashes of week thus far. I was, uh, I was a writer and did a few, like, spots on the on the news desk kind yeah. of like as the characters i did grandpa huggins where i just played this grandpa who sold shady grandpa like i had grandpa huggins um crotch cream <laughs> and, and grandpa uh, crotch yeah now in cool ranch or something like that <laughs> i don't remember what else we sold that must but, have been a thrill you know especially you know being such a fan of snl you're kind of doing it yeah. Like live in the in Winnipeg. Yeah, it was really, and it was, you know what? It was a really great um, ex, uh, exercise for writing jokes. Like it was great for honing those joke writing skills because every week we would have to write, um, each of us would have to write five news desk jokes. So mm-hmm. jokes that are based on headlines from the past week's news. Yeah. So that was a really great joke writing exercise. Also it was a great exercise in just like working really hard. And like, uh, we kind of did that with, with the black hole theater in at the U of M y- you kind of, um, are, you, you pour all of yourself into the show that you're doing or the project that you're doing. You have no real time or, uh, time for anything else so it's kind of uh i liked that mentality of like the the tunnel vision of the next project the next project the next project Right, right um and putting all of yourself into it and uh so that was what was fun too about week thus far was like it was a lot of work Mm -hmm. i would say that like there was probably just so many people involved that it made it made it a little bit um a little bit more difficult yeah um was rory one of those people yes rory was was. involved as well as quinn and matt who is also in hunks used to be the head writer until he left week thus far okay um so he yeah he was the head writer and like of course tim wasn't that funny so the five of you were involved in the show Mm -hmm. what gave birth to hunks your Um, current sketch comedy troupe with uh week thus far was coming to a close um, we had just decided this project is done. Rory kind of approached Tim and I and we're like, Hey, we're thinking of doing, I think we're thinking of starting a sketch troupe, him and Quinn were wanting to start a sketch group. Um, but like making it a lot smaller, um, uh, with, with, with a lot more of a laser focus on sketch and, and a real emphasis on work ethic. Right. Um, and so we kind of all came to, we basically, I think that the most important thing for, if you're group writing or group, you, you, you're involved in like 
group work um, is is the ethic, the work ethic and focus, you yeah. know, and and uh, that was kind of the basis of it where we just wanted to really dedicate ourselves to it. Um, but it's paid off. It's been really, it's been a really fun ride. It's been, we've done a lot of festivals. Are there ever times you don't agree on a certain... All the time. Not all the time, but like a lot of the time. We ha- like, and also it's hard, it's just hard working with people mm-hmm. in in any long-term capacity. Like we've been focused and and working alongside each other several hours a week for for almost for, for almost four years. Yeah. Um, and you get sick of each other. And so <laughs> sometimes you can hear it on the podcast that you're sick of each other. But, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just so everyone knows, uh, Hunk's podcast is available to go on iTunes or uh, just it's out there. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I've been listening to a lot of actually when I started listening to podcasts, Hunk's was the first one I got into. Oh. So yeah, it was great that you already had so many episodes that you can go back on. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, before I forget, I want to also talk about uh, the open mic you produce. You produce a, a monthly show? Monthly, yes. A monthly show, and it's strictly women open mic. Yeah, women's women's open mic comedy. Now, when did you start that and get the idea to put on a female-only night? Ben Walker gave me the idea. Uh, well, he really? told he he was he suggested it because ba- that was back when that was back when he was running the Wednesday show at Jekyll's. Yeah. Um, and they were looking for another show and he suggested that to me and I was like, great idea. So uh, st- I started doing a monthly show on the Tuesdays mm-hmm. at Jekyll's um, and it was and you, very you, well received. Oh, yeah. Sorry. When you when you first put it, put it on, did you find that uh, people were coming out who, you know, only came out because it was a, f- a female night. Like, oh yeah, it, it's just a lot more comfortable for women to perform in front of in front of other women. Yeah, and it was just something or was different. It, the material, it was something new, perhaps. Well, it's something new. Like, I think that people want to see. Like, it's it's it, at that time, mm-hmm. which like it wasn't that long ago, but it was in terms of in terms of like things move so fast now. Like in the past three years. We've had because I've because we started it three years ago in December. Mm-hmm. So in the past three years, there's been a huge influx of women doing stand up. There's been a huge demand for women doing stand up. Yeah, and there's been like there's just been a a, a revolutionary aspect the past three years. Like there's yeah. been a lot of change, not just within the with within like within intersectional feminism, like with with like feminism and with and with and with racism and stuff like that. People are mm-hmm. people are not okay with just seeing white guys anymore. So right. um so people were very excited about it when at uh when it first came out and still are and recently in the past year someone from Vancouver and Edmonton were contacting me about like doing starting their own women's open mic comedies arguably bigger cities right um oh, yeah. uh, not arguably they are bigger <laughs> cities <laughs> they are bigger cities yes. and they were starting they were contacting me kind of like Wondering what I had to deal with when starting it in terms of backlash and whatnot. And I, These are people you know or just... Uh, no, I didn't know them. Wow, crazy. I didn't know them. Um, but, but I mean, I knew people who down. knew them, you yeah, know? Okay. Like, I, like they were like, oh, they, I heard your name through my friend, blah, blah, blah. Who, yeah. Because, like, yeah. It, it's Canadian comedy. It's not that vast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's circle. so funny how up until like a few years ago, there was none. Winnipeg was slower to the uptake, but it was confusing to me that they didn't have one in Vancouver. Yeah, but I know that they have the Lady Show, and that's a very popular, uh, terrific show run by Katie Ellen Humphreys. Terrific stand-up. What about improv? Did you ever get an improv? Okay, so here's my history with improv. <laughs> Do I, it. when I was 19, or no, when I was 20, um... Yeah, 20 years old. I, 1920, <laughs> whatever. 1920, um, 19 and a half. I would do, I, I never did um, improv, but I always thought that I would like it. Um, and then I took a couple of classes with Steve Sim at PTE because I got university credit for it. Nice. Um, so I got half a credit or something like that per, per class. Right. So um, I took, uh, I did two years or something like that of doing improv with his class, which is where I met Bill Patz. Um, 
and uh, and I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I, I really, really liked doing it in that kind of nice, controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since doing it, and then, like, never doing it again, basically. Uh, like, I tried doing it a couple... Like, we, I took another class of his where it was, like, improv for stand-ups. Um, uh, but I've... I don't know. I've just, like, I've... I've never really clicked with improv. Right. Okay. And I don't know if that has to do with the people that I'm doing improv with or my own lack of trust in my own self, you know, or, um, or the need to be fearless and jump in no matter what, without an idea. That's hard. That's the hardest thing is to go in blank. Because, yes. like, when you're sitting on the sidelines and there's a two-person scene going on, uh, you always have the instinct to go out when that idea hits you. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I'm going to be the doctor, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, but to, just to walk out there with nothing and stand there and kind of wait. Yeah. Wait and see what comes to you and take it from there. That's a hard thing to do. It's that's very a, hard. It's like standing on a cliff. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And, like, I like stand-up because you can... You have a, a measure of control over how well you do because you have a, a lot of control over how well you do. Because yeah. if you work hard and practice, um, you will generally do okay. Right. In the way, like, I love improv, but I think that improv has the ability to be so magical and so incredible and mm-hmm. so. Um, inspiring and just just magical, but it has also the ability to be three thousand times worse than stand up. <laughs> yeah. Bad imp- There's nothing quite like bad improv. <laughs> Holy shit! I will take bad improv over. Oh no, bad stand up over bad improv any day. Yeah, because at least someone's at least tried and and like thought of something that they right. thought might be funny. At least maybe it's a premise mm-hmm. or something, but s- bad improv is just hell. Yeah. It is hell exactly. to watch. And you don't want to be that on that side of the fence on stage. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. you don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. All right, let's do this. The Mantle Money Shot with Dana Smith. Okay. Uh, what the deal is. I got a hundred questions. Uh, if you get 90% correct, uh, and we finished a hundred within five minutes, you're going to win the Mantle Money Shot. You okay. excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. All right. Tonight's Manitoba Money Shot is... $11.64. Hail Freezer. Name a Canadian celebrity over 30. John, Justin Trudeau. Name something that comes in a can. Spam. Have you worn braces? Yes. Glasses or contacts? Glasses. Favorite meat? Spam. Name something red. Uh, poppies. Paper, rock, or scissors. Paper. Name a Michael Jackson lyric. Thriller. Oh, works. Coffee or tea. Coffee. Name a play. Uh, the road produ- to road tradition. What did I Okay. Revolutionary oh, oh. road. Whatever. Very good. Last place you purchased a sandwich. Subway. Favorite book. Uh, uh Harry Potter. Uh, Four. Name a character from Toy Story. Woody. Morning person or night person? Night. Uh, Where do penguins live? Antarctic. Name a detergent. Uh, Tide. Do you shower every day? No. Last television episode watched? Uh, Baroness Von Sketch. Uh, What color of shirt are you wearing? Great. (laughs) Favorite game, favorite genre of music? Uh, oh no Funk Funk Do you use an electric toothbrush? Yes How many sick days did you have last year? Zero What's your horoscope sign? It's cancer What's your shoe size? Eight and a half Favorite salad? It's Greek uh, uh, Give me a three syllable word uh, Oh Fingernail <laughs> Very good Is garaculous a word? Yes Name a weapon Sar, scythe, scythe. A favorite age since birth. Uh, Ten. Favorite internet page. Pornhub. 
Do you like spam? Yes. Uh, that's the food. Do you like spam the junk emails? No. Do you prefer reading or writing? Reading. Last gift received? Um, wine. Very good. Thank you. Uh, ha- has your bike ever been stolen? Yes. Have you ever stolen a bike? No. Uh, name a kid's movie. Finding Nemo. Have you uh, watched Star Wars? No. Oh, yes. Do you Wait, like yes, hockey? No. Name an animal with five letters in its name. Uh, spider. No. S-P-I-D-E-R. Oh, fuck. Uh, koala. How, I koala. shouldn't have corrected you. How many times have you been in the hospital? Uh, two times. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Uh, ha- ha- name the ingredients of a... S'more. A s'more. Um, graham crackers, chocolate, and marshmallow. Excellent. Have you eaten seaweed? Yes. What time do you go to bed on average? About uh, 1, 1 a.m. Have you ever been hacked on Facebook? No. Favorite video game? Uh, Tekken 3. Is the sun a planet or a star? Star. Name your favorite comedian. Oh. Tig Notaro. Very good. Can you play backgammon? No. Oh. Can you ice skate? Yes. Favorite Winnipeg restaurant? Uh, Garwood Grill. Ice tea or ice tea the drink or ice tea the rapper? Ice tea the drink. Favorite female actor? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. How long? Oh no, have... that's that's so false. Oh my god, Emma Thompson. Oh, <laughs> I just okay, named you're one. Honest. How long have you been working at your current job? Six years. Is betterish a word? No. Name a store at the Mall of America. Uh, H and M. Favorite board game? Uh, Cranium. Uh, can you fart with your hands? You know, no. The, no. Okay. Um, uh, now I lost my place. Damn it, I put it down. Name a member of Kids in the Hall. Uh, Kevin McDonald. Name a fish. Uh, the blue fish. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Clown, clownfish. Sure. Would, you, uh, would you skydive? No. Have you skydived? No. No. Um, and, uh, what's your favorite beverage? Uh, wine. What's Red your, wine. What's your current news source? Uh, free press. One minute. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. What's the last uh, beach you went to? Grand Beach. Besides your phone, do you uh, own a camera? Uh, you know. Favorite gift received? Uh, uh, a bubble thing, like a, th- uh, like a, yeah, a bubble thing. A bubble thing. <laughs> is, is, a, is a whale a mammal? Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Last person you high-fived? Tim. Favorite female singer? Uh, Aretha Franklin. Favorite meal to cook? Uh, quinoa rice. Favorite movie of all times? Uh, Romy Michelle's Ice Cream Can you play the drums? 30 seconds. No. Do you, have you watched Deadpool? No, yes. Have you ever held a snake? Yes. What did you eat for breakfast? Uh, quinoa. <laughs> Favorite band? 20 seconds. Uh, f- f- 50 seconds to Mars. 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Favorite um, brand of shoe? Uh, clog. 50 uh, seconds. Name a water sport. A water sport? Polo. Favorite uh, place to order pizza? Uh, Pizza Hut. Name an element on the periodic table. Five seconds. Carbon. <laughs> do you do you own a scarf? Yes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. I'm sorry. I fucked up. I fucked no! it up. Oh my god. I I'm correcting you. You answer, and I ask a question. I should be going. <laughs> no. Yes. Ah oh, man. Oh, that's too bad. Did, was, we didn't do it. No, we got to we got to eighty seven. Did we come close? Like, yeah, did we well, come closer than anyone has come before? No. Fuck. I lied for some of them. Like my favorite band, Thirty Seconds to Mars. <laughs> Who I even? I think Jared Leto's in that one, and I'm like, I truly do not know a single song that Jared Leto. <laughs> that was I just like the that, first that. one that popped yes, in your I head. Yes, I was like, what's a band? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird F- favorite band. Like clearly, music is none of my business. I don't like. I don't have time to, for music, and I love music. And every time I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, I should listen to music more. But <laughs> never remember to. Right. Uh, you know what? Lake Street Dive. Let's say Lake Street Dive. I love Lake Street Dive. That's changing a band? my answer. That's a band. I my don't favorite even, never meat heard is of... not spam. I just said spam because I had said spam before. <laughs> well. Thanks again, Dana, for coming Thank down you. and uh, checking it out. It's been so much fun having you and getting mm-hmm. to know you a little better. Um, please check out uh, you uh, at the Hunks. You're at We Johnny's all the time. Your next open mic? Uh, uh, w- next women's open mic, first Friday in March. So I think it's from March 1st. Skin or Die? February 16th. February 16th. At We Johnny's. It. We'll get it out there before then, too. Um, On February 15th, I'm doing the, the show show. 
uh, the Ryan and Tila's. The social. Yeah, right. so it's like a social, a wedding social, but it's a show at the Park Theater for Ryan Ash and Tila Tomasetti. They're getting married. And right. Ryan Ash, hilarious stand-up Hilarious stand-up. And hilarious. so Tim is hosting it, and I will be doing a set. And um, if you speak French, I will be doing French <laughs> stand-up comedy on February 18th at the CCFM. It's go, go, go for you. Yeah. It's constantly working. That's <laughs> awesome. It's at work ethic. Um, and other than that, I guess we're done. Thank you. Again. Thanks so much. Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, until next time. Oh, shoot. If there's one, we need to come up with a closing line. Because I, I don't really have any hmm. kind of ending. What could sum them up? This conversation with a closing line of dialogue. Groovy, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not based on anything.